You have just entered the Liberty Lighthouse, where we cut through the fog of politics with common sense and logic. Coming to you from Pennsylvania, the state of independence. Here he is, author of the book, Progress, Really? U.S. Navy veteran and your host, Peter Serafine. Welcome to Liberty Lighthouse, my fellow patriots and freedom fighters. Today's Liberty Lighthouse is going to be a special episode of Liberty Lighthouse. Today is going to be an Independence Day speech that was largely borrowed from the Disabled American Veterans. That's the DAV. I have the honor and privilege of filling in for Mr. Jeremy Leahy. Uh, Standing Ground is the name of his show on the Mojo 50 Radio Network for tomorrow, Independence Day, at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. A two-hour episode. It will be me in the standing ground seat. So, instead of recording an episode of Liberty Lighthouse and an episode of Standing Ground and my Independence Day speech, what I am going to do is re, uh, release the Independence Day speech a day early today when I would normally release the Liberty Lighthouse at 6 p.m. on Friday, July 3rd. Then on Saturday, July 4th at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can listen to a two-hour episode of Standing Ground with me hosting in lieu of Jeremy Leahy so that Jeremy can uh, enjoy his Independence Day. So without any further ado, let's just jump right in to this year's short speech on Independence Day. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. On this day, we celebrate the birth of the United States of America. Independence Day for the people with the most freedom and liberty of any people on the planet. For some reason, we rarely say Independence Day anymore. Maybe that's just laziness. But America's birthday, the 4th of July, Independence Day, no matter what you call it today, it's a date that binds America's all stripes together. It's the day we celebrate with cookouts, fireworks, and of course a well-deserved day off. We also honor the, and remember the Declaration of Independence, our nation's founding document, first adopted by just 13 colonies. But what is it, really? Well, it's a piece of paper containing a specific set of ideas seared into the consciousness of every person who calls America home today. Among those ideas are what Jefferson called self-evident truths, that all men are created equal, and that their creator endows them with certain unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Never before in human history had a nation been founded on the dreams and aspirations of its citizens. Never before had happiness played any role in forming a government. This is truly the American experiment. More than a full year before the delegates of the Second Continental Congress put their names on that essential piece of paper, they form a unified army to fight the tyranny of Great Britain. Its commander course, was a general by the name of George Washington. 
just five short months later in Philadelphia, that same Congress established the first two battalions of Marines and placed an order for the first ships of the U.S. Navy. Without the brave, not-quite-yet-Americans fighting on behalf of a nation whose declaration was still a year away, words of Jefferson famously wrote would ring hollow. Without the assurance that blood would be shed in her defense, America very well may have remained as lifeless as the sheet of paper carrying her birth. Washington received word about the document in a letter dated July 6, 1776. In it, John Hancock, President of the Continental Congress, explained that Congress had wrestled with the very notion of independence. He wrote that Americans would have to control, quote, both causes and events to bring about his own determination, end quote. That was a sentiment which Washington shared. For the troops serving in Washington's largely untrained army, a declaration of independence meant that they would be fighting not for the defense of the colonies, but for the birth of a new nation, for a new way of life where they, and only they, could control its direction. The words were so moving, so emotionally charged, that a statue of King George III in New York City was melted down for bullets needed to defend the new nation that laid beyond. The Declaration of Independence is also an aspiration. It was, and remains, a goal. Just as the Constitution seeks to form a more perfect union, the Declaration summarizes and eloquently explains why our founding fathers would not only seek, but demand independence from the crown of London. Having stated the reasons as a, quote, long train of abuses, end quote, it closes with these united colonies are, and of right, ought to be free and independent states, absolved from all allegiances to Britain. This marked the beginning of the end, the cord that tied colonies to a tyrant. What guarantees goals such as these? For one, the promise of colonial, now American, faces will meet British ones on the field of battle, willing to die for their own freedom and the freedom of their families, their neighbors, and for future generations of Americans whom they never had a chance to meet. Independence from Great Britain was the first and most pressing goal of the Declaration of Independence, but there were others. All men created equal is one that our nation has been working on since the founding. Ending slavery took almost 90 years, and another 99 years until the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The right to vote has been expanded to blacks, women, and ultimately to include citizens over the age of 18 in multiple constitutional amendments through 1971. Just 36 years after America was declared independent, she showed her same persistence when they again took on the greatest naval power the world has ever known, Great Britain, in the War of 1812. It was on display later 
when the country was tearing itself apart during the Civil War, and in the trenches of Europe, and on the shores of Utah Beach, and on islands off the Pacific, in the hills of Korea, and the jungles of Vietnam. And it's ongoing today in Afghanistan, Syria, and Iraq. The spirit of freedom will prevail wherever tyranny is met through American soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and yes, even the coasties will stand up and face freedom's enemy. The self-evident truths spelled out in the Declaration of Independence are goals that must always be worked towards. The unalienable rights must always be protected. I'll leave you with George Washington's fitting words inscribed at the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial in Washington, D.C. Quote, To that meritorious class of veteran, non-commissioned officer, and private who has been discharged for inability, nothing should be more melancholy a sight than to behold those who have shed their blood or lost their limbs in the service of their country. Today we honor the memory of those boldly declaring independence by living free. Thanks to those who continue to show their bravery and selflessness required to keep us that way. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Liberty Lighthouse podcast. Be sure to sign up at liberty-lighthouse.com to download Peter's free ebook from the file share page. And don't forget to call 64 My Rights to leave comments for the show. That's 646-974-4487. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend about Liberty Lighthouse. And wherever you listen, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.